0: No, that's Ringo Starr.
1: What? Richard Starkey. It's with a little help. <laughs>
0: are, are we about to do the uh, what is it? The uh, home improvement thing?
1: <laughs> oh, boy! <laughs> I didn't realize I did that. Oh, boy! Uh, with a little help from my friends, one of my faves, The Beatles, ride another standard as far as I'm concerned. It's such a simple premise that they got around to articulating. Regal's vocals are good. They fit. I really like John and Paul's backup singing. For years, I looked for the isolated vocals of the two of them. I eventually found it, and now it's easily discoverable on YouTube. Uh, I think they extracted it from uh, Beatles' um, Guitar Hero. That's where they get these isolated. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. The best is when John and Paul sing, "Do you need anybody?" Like I don't know, it just—it's uh, a favorite of mine. Um, anyway, this this is great.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's totally a standard. You know, it's a song that's gonna outlive every single one of us as a campfire classic. Um, I also agree. The backing vocals of John and Paul are truly excellent, and I think that's actually the best part of the song. And also, you know, good for Ringo. He gets his signature moment in the band. And it's the biggest pop hit from what some people say is the best album of all time. Like, that's not nothing. Mm -mm. Um, But I'm just not a big fan of the plotting, like, boom, boom, (laughs) boom, boom. boom, Like, concert band tuba thing (laughs) that's happening in the bass part. Mm. Which, I mean... I have a lot of complaints about the album as a whole. Uh, This kind of, oh, this is kind of just the vibe that it gives off. But also, like, I'm not a big fan of John and Paul writing another, oh, woe is me, bumbling fool thing for Ringo. Like, I get that he plays into that a little bit, but it's not a thing I've liked before that they've done. And I just continue to not like that here.
1: So it sounds like you don't like Paul's bass on this song. And
0: that was just no. his
1: choice.
0: Yeah, I I don't think I like a lot of Paul's choices on this record.
1: Mm. Well, that's interesting um, because like for Revolver and uh, Sergeant Pepper, he recorded that last.
0: Mhm. Mm. Oh, I I didn't realize that. Yeah, like he would
1: stay late in the studio and uh, you know, as as Jeff Eberick would phrase it, uh eyebrows furrowed you know deep in concentration he would he would lay lay, lay it down sally and mm. you're well s-
0: i i like what he did on revolver a lot mm-hmm. i think it's just the well we're gonna talk a lot about sergeant pepper in the next you know two weeks <laughs> couple sure. of weeks here yeah so <laughs> we can talk about that then
1: okay um also i i you know i don't think this is Ringo being a sad sack as he is in other songs, you know, he's just singing. Uh, I get by with my friends, you know. It's not oh, a. Oh, absolutely. It's not like, no, I, a, I'm, I'm a loser, you know.
0: No, I think it's the the whole like we're writing a song for Ringo. We're putting it in like yes, we're putting it in like a a voice that he he can do, mm-hmm. which is great. Like you know they're you know they're they're writing. Like, I think, as they say, like they're writing to a job in a way, like kind of you know yeah. they're tail- they're tailoring it to him and but that's kind of like the character that they've like built him as in a lot of these songs that he's done mm-hmm. and like the covers that he's done, and it kind of gives off as the you know what would I do if I sing out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Uh, yeah, kind of thing sure. it's like I don't know.
1: I understand. They put him in a box and...
0: Uh, yeah, they like, I'll try not to sing out of key, but no promises.
1: Well, to that point, Paul said in his lyrics book, Pokey a Little Fun at Ringo was actually a lot of fun. Lot is in <laughs> italics.
0: Well, well uh, We ha- we all love doing that, too. Sure. So I can't disagree. <laughs> He's
1: asking for it now. <laughs> uh, what would you do if I sing out of tune? Actually, John and I wrote this song within a vocal range that would cause no problems for Ringo, who had a style of singing different two hours. That was a charitable thing to say. Um, We tailored it especially for him, and I think that's one reason why it was such a great success for him, on Sgt. Pepper. For those old enough to remember, Billy Shears was the name of the person who supposedly replaced me in the Beatles when I died after a road accident in 1966. That was a crazy rumor that i been doing the rounds. Now Billy Shear showed up, large as life, in the guise of Ringo Starr. Yeah, I, uh, we haven't talked about the Paul is dead uh, craziness. Um, I doubt that's true. It would explain why Paul's bass wasn't as good as it used to be, according to you. If it was <laughs> suddenly this Billy Shear's Paul lookalike fella.
0: Well, when was... Well, Paul is Dead was during Revolver, right? The uh, Yeah, it would have the, been... was a, saying cranberry sauce?
1: That's right, yes.
0: Yes, okay.
1: Strawberry Fields would have been his first recording as somebody else.
0: Let me take you down.
1: Paul was dead. I buried Paul. Anywho, John and Paul wrote this together. John... Uh, took credit for the line, What do you see when you turn out the light? I can't tell you, but I know it's mine. Because of course he did. Uh, The song was initially recorded with the working title Bad Finger Boogie, later the inspiration for the band name Bad Finger, Mm -hmm. after Lennon tried to play the melody on a piano, having hurt his forefinger. Ringo refused to say a certain line. Originally, the line was, What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and throw tomatoes at me? I said, there's not a chance in hell am I going to sing this line because we still had lots of really deep memories of the kids throwing jelly beans and toys on stage. And I thought that if we ever did get out there again, I was not going to be bombarded with tomatoes. Fair enough.
0: (laughs) Well, it's like, uh, I can't believe I'm going to compare this now. Um... Uh, Bare naked Ladies, when they sang uh, in If I Only Had a Million Dollars uh, if we'd only eat craft Dinner, of course cra- we'd, we'd, we'd still eat craft Dinner, we'd just eat more, and then people would chuck craft Dinner at the stage oh, boy. for I, years.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yes. I re- but I have seen them and they did not do that at that time. But, but that was 2013. Oh, well, okay. well past the B&L prime.
1: Wow. Well. I, I, I remember. I do remember. Uh, they were one of the first bands to, um, you know, speak out against the Iraq War and George W. Bush. Of course, they probably felt okay to say that because they were from Canada. You know. Sure but you know
0: yeah i mean uh, they yeah they've had a like now this is a burnie ladies podcast mm-hmm. yeah they've had a lot of you know they've taken a lot of political like political stances uh during their their uh their tenure as a band and they are uh, quite the progressive group which is uh which is good canada gets it
1: canada gets it so um this is probably my favorite backstory to any beatles song this is from jeff Emmerich's book Andrew found his copy uh, I did 10 takes were required to get a keeper It was nearly dawn by that time Richard and I watched an exhausted Ringo Begin to trudge up the stairs That was our signal as usual That the session was over And we began to relax He was at the halfway point When we heard Paul's voice call out Where you going Ring? He said Ringo looked surprised Home to bed Nah let's do the vocal now Ringo looked to the others for support. ''But I'm knackered,'' he protested. To his dismay, both John and George Harrison were taking Paul's side. ''No, come on back here and do some singing for us,'' John said with a grin. It was always a group decision as to when a session would end, and obviously Ringo had jumped the gun a bit. Reluctantly, he headed back down the steps. ''Oh no,'' groaned Richard. ''Are we still going to be here when tomorrow's session is due to start?'' were to the bone, all I could do was shake my head. I was too tired to even react. Fortunately for all of us, Ringo got his lead vocal done relatively quickly. Perhaps the shock tactic of having him sing when he was least expecting it took the nervousness away. Or perhaps it was just how supportive everyone was being. All three of his compatriots gathered around him, inches behind the microphone, silently conducting and cheering him on as he gamely tackled his vocal duties. It was a touching show of unity among the four Beatles. Isn't that great? He literally got a little help, help from
0: his from friends. friends. Yes. No, that's a, that's a great story.
1: I hope it's true.
0: <laughs> I hope it's true. I mean, apparently Jeff Emmerich needed to uh, pad out a few details to fill a whole book. So, mm. Mm.
1: well, I don't know. I, I'm going to say it's true.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to go with it too.
1: So, after it was released in the United States, Maryland Governor and future Vice President Spiro T. Agnew lobbied to have the song banned because he believed it was about drug use. Wham, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. He gets high of a little help from his friends. But the BBC did not ban this song. They only banned A Day in the Life from this album, which we will get to. To date, Star has closed every concert performed by each version of his all star band, Two ours, with the song. After he is done singing, Star tells the audience, Peace and love, peace and love is the only way, and good night, then walks off the stage. Hmm. Since 2008, the band sank right into Give Peace a Chance, during which Star comes back on stage, then walks off again.
0: There have been at least. All we are saying is no more encores, <laughs>
1: no more autographs. <laughs> there have been at least 50 cover versions of the song that has achieved a number one position on the British singles charts three times. By Joe Cocker in 1968. By Wet 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 in 1988. For the Sgt. Pepper's Lowly Hearts Club Band tribute album Sgt. Pepper Knew My Father. And by Sam and Mark in 2004. Love Count, five. Five. Five? Five. We haven't had love lately, so it's good to
0: yeah, some help and some love. Mm.
1: Josie Scale, I'm gonna give this a yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give this one to Josie. Yeah. I'm just not a the biggest fan of this song. I, lo- I sent, again, I like that it's. You know, a big hit for Ringo and all that, and it's obviously a classic. It's just not one of my favorites of his, or of the band, rather.
1: You don't get by with help from your friends. You, you, you're alone. Apparently not. You're a loner. Um,
0: I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, as, as Neil Young would say, I'm the loner.
1: I'm a loner, baby. So why don't you kill me? Because
0: I'm Billy Shears. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day.